Hey y'all, Caitlin here with a quick message before we jump into today's episode. If you are enjoying the Roaring D20s podcast, we would really appreciate it if you checked out our Patreon. The funds from our Patreon go directly into supporting the podcast and 100% none of it is going into paying off my copious amount of debt. When you join the Patreon, you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive post-show and get the next episode early. So when you finish today's episode, you can immediately listen to the next one before it is available to the public, and it is completely ad-free. If you would like to throw a few gold our way, go to patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. That's patreon.com forward slash rd20s podcast. We would love to see you guys there. Thank you, and enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. I am your cantankerous dungeon master, Scott Jones, and today we have our normal band of adventurers with us who I will let introduce themselves. I don't know how I follow up a 50-point fucking Scrabble word with that one, but Thanks, hi, Raven. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Caitlin McKaig, playing as Caitlin McKaig, and uh, I feel much more prepared today because I realized... I didn't have any spells for my ranger, and so I just equipped it three spells before my this game. Yeah, yeah. Before we continue with introductions, that was something Caitlin and I were talking about her character, and I was like, you know that you're a spellcaster, right? <laughs> and I haven't played as a ranger in years, and I'm like, wait, in what? Years. <laughs> it, was, it was very amusing. Oh, I felt so dumb. And... Here's Josh uh, playing as Uther Bernier and uh, knowing awful well that Kaylin had spells and not mentioning a single damn thing. Are you fucking? I fucking. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> I'm the wizard. Hey, you know no what? Spell. Maybe it makes it, it makes sense. It makes sense why she ran away from you, and left you to die. Yeah. Hi, I'm Chris, and I play Marcus, the party leader. Yay. Oh, wow, he admitted it. Wow. I can admit it! <laughs> My Chris, Chris the player, can admit it. Yeah. The, the yes. first part is acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hi, everybody. It's uh, Bartholomew Sinclair. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're, we were just dreaming. I, I definitely wasn't naked the entire time. Ah! Totally not. Oh, God. <laughs> and I am Jacob. I'm playing as Gork. And I am indubitably interested in the inevitable interlocution that is imminent in, on our arrival. What? Wow. Scrabbled. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, someone just won the Scrabble game. Oh, right. Get Scrabbled. All right. That was, that <laughs> was one of my deepest Run out there with Cantankerous and that she was, was like, you fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> that was legitimately was like inside the deepest recesses of Gork's mind. <laughs> it basically was. But it was never escaped. Gork, Gork ate a dictionary one time. It's just like it's been bouncing around in my skull ever since. All the right. pages of eyes really digested well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're thin. They go down easy. And you know what? You know what, Jacob? You can take inspiration for that. I was impressed. Oh man, nice. <laughs> okay, so when last we met, there was something on a boat. I'm pretty sure nothing exciting happened. Um, there fire definitely dra. wasn't. There wasn't fire a what dra. we have now decided to call a fire dra. Fire dra. <laughs> Sounds oh, like a Pokemon. Jesus. I thought, he was, I thought he was saying fire drill. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go. There's a fire drill. I gotta go. Yeah. Uh, after facing what turned out to be a psychic illusion caused by the elusive tuna hornet, the party awakens to find themselves 
inside of the rings of Engval. So as we begin our adventure, you guys are, it is still relatively early morning. You all found it rather difficult to get back to sleep after your uh, experience over the night. And so you, Captain Clown, and First Mate Archibald Halfroot, are all currently on the deck of your ship. And you've been told that you've got maybe 20 minutes until you, you know, reach, uh, reach the shore. What do you do? Is that the shoreline? <laughs> All right. Starting off strong. <laughs> nice. Aye. Aye, it is. <laughs> Captain Clown kind of claps you on the back and says, you did well on this expedition, lad. You did very well. You only vomited twice. Uh, Yeah, you know, just trying to keep it together. I am the wizard after all. Well, I mean, don't you know, but we're still not quite there. We've got 20 minutes, Uther. You see those you waves? You know what? You, you, you should stop oh, talking. Chuck, oh, yeah, the Chuck, waves over oh, there. Chuck, oh, Chuck. I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, Let's see if we can fit one more vomit in. I'm just trying to help. You got to get it all out, buddy. That seems highly unlikely. I got a 14. 14. We'll consider that enough. I'll be kind to you today. Um, right as he mentions that, he kind of uh, Captain Clown claps you on the back, and you can kind of feel your stomach churn a little bit as he does so. And it's at that point that you remember that the boat is rocking currently, and that you can't projectile vomit on your enemies since there are none as of right now. Um, you managed to keep your well breakfast, quote unquote. You had some rations over the night, not really anything substantial, but you managed to keep them down nonetheless. Congratulations. Ah, there you have it. There you have it, Uther. I find the, the sea is quite uh, relaxing, in fact. There's a certain freedom to being able to pilot your own vessel, going to and fro, wherever you desire. As long as it's uh, on level ground. <laughs> oh, that's half the fun. The waves are rolling and, and moving and, you know. I, I put a finger up to your lips. Stop. Like sensually? No. I think, at least for Caitlin, uh, I'm going to be just kind of hanging out with Fango a little bit, sketching those tuna fishes and whatever else we encountered, just because I, I don't know. I found the encounter harrowing, but also very interesting and like finding a new creature. So, uh, I remembered now. Fango Ooh. had a little snack. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to discuss cannibalism today. Well, we can't because you still don't know what happened. I know. <laughs> character doesn't know, but I can still be upset about it. That's fair. That's completely fair. I just wanted to remind you, you know, it, it is my job as the DM to make your lives hell. So uh, <laughs> Marcus, Marcus is going to be on deck and he's going to be using the spyglass that the first mate gave him just kind of like look around towards land and see if there's any like, you know, any other threats, you know, coming away. And he's just looking. He's like, uh, tell me, Captain, what are the locals like here at the rings? So. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. Perception on my fancy new dice. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Seven. Seven. So as you put up the spyglass, uh, you take a moment to kind of center it on the town that you can see in the distance. And suddenly something jumps in front of it and it scares you to the point where you drop it. Now, the ah. spyglass itself doesn't break, but you weren't able to get a good look at anything. And looking up, you see none other than Bartholomew on the other side of where the spyglass was. Land ho! 
<laughs> right. And I pick up the spy glass. Now, Captain Clown will look at you and he'll say, Ah, the locals here in Alcaster are, they're a friendly folk. Uh, I hope you like fish because that's all you're going to find there. Oh, great. I love fish. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, and your canid there will probably love them as well. Oh, he's going to have a blast. Sounds very interesting. I'd be careful. There hasn't been a lot of uh, travel between Cheval and the Rings of Engval recently, so I'm not entirely sure what sort of mindset the locals are going to be in. Do the, um, what sort of business do they conduct usually? Why would people want to live in such a volatile area? Well, it wasn't always this way. Um. The, uh, the whole disturbance thing has been a, a more recent endeavor. This actually used to be quite the popular vacation spot. Oh, I see. Four yeah. stars on ye old Yelp. <laughs> ye old <laughs> Yelp. <laughs> yeah, well, we should all get our things and uh, prepare to uh, make for land, I think. Aye. I'll prepare and I'll let you know when it's time to come, uh, come back up. Very good. Thank you, Captain Clown. Of course, of course. Um, and with that, he actually goes up to the wheel and starts steering you towards uh, the port that you can see. Oh, now he's hey. steering it. <laughs> he, he, could all, he could always steer it. He just didn't have to. <laughs> Listen, man, it's magic. Don't ask questions or it'll blow up in your face. <laughs> Good point. Literally. That's what I'm feeling when I play Resident Evil lately. That's fair. Is it magic? Is it science? Shut up. <laughs> Why is everything <laughs> turning into mold? Because <laughs> someone really likes mold. Yeah. Moldy, Very moldy, true. Moldy, moldy, yeah. moldy. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Resident Evil 7 and 8. There's a lot of mold. Yeah. <laughs> Major spoilers. Whoa, that black mold. Um, okay. So, um, unless there's something, was there something that anything that anybody else wanted to do before packing your things and being ready to go to disembark? No, not for me. Yeah, I guess I'll kind of approach the group after we get our things packed and we're kind of ready to go. Be like, all right, guys. Well, I think since we're in some place so new and from what we've learned in the past, I think let's try to stick together and just keep our eyes open for anything weird or suspicious, because I don't want us to get a an, any type of surprise jump on us, especially for someplace so new and so volatile to this, like, magic and everything. So just want to make sure we're good. So have you met us? <laughs> hey, you know, I'm trying to be good here. You guys came along to pay off my debt. And so I'm very thankful for that. But like, I don't want to, like, screw you guys over or anything either. So. Mm. I feel like you just made two opposing statements. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin breaks through the fourth wall and puts a finger on Scott's mouth. Sensually? <laughs> no, not sensually. Not sensually. Listen, listen, he asked the question before I had to ask it now. <laughs> I know. So, so, so Caitlin, are, are, you, are you done talking? Yeah. Could you shut up now? <laughs> yeah. uh, so Bartholomew will look over to Marcus, be like, "Okay, Marcus, what should we do?" Wow! <laughs> wow! Jesse, take inspiration. I'm just gonna give. I'm gonna give the hardest side eye to Bartholomew, <laughs> and like, kind of do the when in Cora when she gives like the double eyes to Bayfog, and Bayfog's like, "What the fuck?" With like her hand up. That's oh, what I'm. Gonna I wish do. people could see. I wish we had she video comes. right now, just so you could point behind you. <laughs> right. Yeah, this, this this thing. Yes. But uh, a little a little side smirk on the the side that you can still see Bartholomew. You see that kind of raise up. 
Marcus is like looking through the spyglass again, and he kind of like, like like takes his eye off of it, and he kind of like he like looks taken aback, and like Bartholomew, I think that's the first time he ever asked me that. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, I I said I was gonna try to get a little bit better, so I I'm, this is me trying. And honestly, I I I would like to hear some of your direction. Well, I'm at a loss. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I think we should make for land. Um, Perhaps um, find the local taverns, see what the locals think of the, the disturbances, and and make our way for uh, the closest one. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me. Yes. Just start checking them off in order. They they might have um, some insight as to what kind of dangers we should prepare ourselves for when we uh, approach. You guys have access to your map, right? Yep. Yeah. Da. So, uh, with that, the rest of your journey passes relatively uneventfully. You make it to shore. Captain Clown gives you a, a last hearty wave and a, a chuckle, apologizes profusely for the incident with the tuna hornets, and you have now made your way to Alcaster on the northeastern part of the outer ring of Engval. Wonderful. As you step onto the dock and um, you look behind you as the, the ship pulls back out, the clown car pulls back out and it heads <laughs> its way back towards Chaval. You look around and you see a small fishing village is the best way that I can describe it. Um, there are houses dotted here and there. You can see some sort of centralized market area where there are a lot of people selling a lot of fish. You can smell it from here. Um, since you had asked about it earlier, Marcus, go ahead mm -hmm. and give me a perception check. Oh, boy. Fancy new dice. Don't fail me now. And they fail. <laughs> well, it's not too bad. Uh, let's see. It's a two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 15, actually. 15. So the 15, you take a look at the people around you, and you can see that for the most part, everyone looks relatively happy, uh, or at least like they're going about their business as they normally would. You see a lot of stoic faces. The mm -hmm. sellers are putting on their, their best hats, so to speak. The people that are going about buying the fish seem to be enthused. But... There is something dark around the edges that you can't quite place as of yet. Mm. It's like some of the expressions that you can see in the fish seller's eyes look a little bit pained more than they do genuine. Um, some folks hurry along a little bit faster through the streets than you would expect. Things so, like that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm on social media too much. I'm, I'm just like in my head, I just thought there's a peculiar vibe here. In my I mean, that's that's a fair way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, th th there's something strange in the air here. That's more D and D way of saying that. Uh, it's. I, I, I turned to Gork and be like, "Hey, man, it's a fishing village. You should fit right in." Gork gives a side answer. Gork is large, honorable warrior, not fishing village person at all. How dare you make this assumption <laughs> of me? But, but what about the town we were just in? Gork does not know what to talk about. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> we were there for days. Gork does not understand what to talk about. I don't, I don't. Sort of like wander away. There he goes. Gork begins to wander towards the center of town, not listening uh, to a oh, single word that Uther is saying. Oh, God. As, Here we go. As, Already separating the party. As Gork, as Gork walks away and Uther's like, kind of like, wait, but but uh, Marcus kind of looks back at the dock and the, the, the leaving clown car in the distance like, do you suppose High Wizard Niels chartered a ship back for us at the end? 
I... Shit. I don't know. Well, you know, Marcus, I got my way of getting in touch with him. Maybe maybe we can arrange a shit C- back. Caitlin, make an insight check, please. That's entirely unlikely. <laughs> oh, God, I got a nine. A nine is enough. This isn't a very oh, difficult God. one. In the back of your mind, you hear High Wizard Nils laughing at you maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, knowing him, oh boy. Marcus, I think we're going to have to figure it out ourselves, but... I can reach out to him once we're ready to head back and see if maybe he has an inkling of kindness for us for our way back. Right. Well, look at it this way. Perhaps he'll save money if we all die and he doesn't have to charter one. <sighs> can we just, like, assume we're not going to die? Like, I would like to make it off this island, please. <laughs> well, I never assume that, but we're alive now, so let's continue. I'm going to baby hammock fango just knowing how many fish are around and probably the smell of them i'm just like all right buddy you're just gonna stick with me we're someplace new and i give him some jerky to just like nom on mm-hmm. for a bit mm-hmm. as i baby hammock him what's your passive perception caitlin uh my <laughs> passive perception is 15 fango who Fuck! <laughs> and as you look around in the distance, you can see trotting along right alongside Gort <laughs> is your pet uh, cannon. <laughs> I, I was so good. I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt the conversation. I'm just going to wait and then I'll like scoop up Fango. But no, I should have just said it before we even exited the boat. <laughs> Gort, you gonna... notice that Fango is hanging out with you and he seems to very much enjoy your presence as well as the clear smell of fish that he can uh, sense. <laughs> And your uninhibited nature of controlling. <laughs> Hello, tiny pat- one. Hello, tiny one. Come with me. I will give you a treat. <laughs> the word treat, Fango's entire back half begins to wag. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's yes. cute. I'm going <laughs> to pat Marcus on the shoulder and be like, I think we should follow. And then I do the aggressive mom walk, you know, when a kid gets too far away in the mall. I'm just going to really hardcore mom walk. Very well. Let's follow Gork notices and begins to child walk faster away. <laughs> you have longer legs than me! Fango notices Gork and immediately keeps pace with him. No! Man, if somebody only would have said not to split the party earlier, I think we would have been did! fine. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Good to be back. Oh, fuck. Okay, so, Gork, where are you headed? A direction. Um, okay. Forward. Forward. Possibly, uh, let's pull up this nice little map here. Uh, I don't know what part, what side of this town we landed on, but. Uh, the just, eastern part. Then southwest. I don't, yeah. Southwest. Let's go with southwest of the town. Southwest. So the town itself is not very big. And one of the things that you notice is. Um, as you get further and further towards the town itself, not so much the buildings, the market, the shops or anything like that, but toward the housing area, mm. you start to notice that there's water where there shouldn't be. As you Explain, start walking, because this is a fishing village. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so water not in ocean, water underneath houses. And you actually, one of the things you notice is that there are fields set up behind several of the houses at the very edge of town. Are these the rice flooded. fields? Have I been well, welcome to them? <laughs> they're flooded. Oh, no. So you immediately assume that they're rice fields, but they are not. You're smart enough to know that somehow. <laughs> we roll with it. We roll with it. Sure. Gork, oh. is, Gork is amazed and confused. 
by the fact that there's water in places where there shouldn't be water. Gork immediately accosts the nearest individual and says, Where did the water come from? Why is it not in the ocean? (laughs) The small child that you have just grabbed (laughs) looks at you and then he kind of squirms and says, Higher! And you realize that you picked him up off the ground. (laughs) Gork proceeds to raise the child into the air. It's the circle of life, after all. It moves the soul. He starts clapping, and he starts clapping, and you can see um, uh, a woman running up to you with this look of extreme fear in her eyes. She says, please, please, I I told you, it's fine. We'll get the crops for you. Please just put him down. Gork does not understand. Gork is merely entertaining a child. What is wrong with the crops? You're not... You're not with them. Gork is a man of his of himself. Gork is honorable, but not with any company. Would, would you mind putting putting him down, please? Sure. Gork gingerly places the child on the ground. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> child gets really upset, and the the woman just kind of ushers him over, and she says, "Are, are you are, are you new here?" Yes, Gork just arrived by boat. About uh, Gork looks at the sun. Time ago. <laughs> of, of course. Of, of course. She kind of looks up at the sun, too, and gives this, like, kind of side eye and looks back and says, well, you asked about the about the crops. We don't really know what's happening. It's almost as though the island is sinking. Gork. But from underneath. Gork. Uh, Gork. Gork is having a moment. Land sink. <laughs> water come up. <laughs> Wait Listen. here. Gork knows a person. <laughs> Gork. Oh, okay. Gork power walks back the way he came. Past Caitlin. Wait, you <laughs> While you walk past, I'm gonna scoop Fango. Yeah, Gork. make an acrobatics check. <laughs> I'm fucking nail this. I better nail this with my freaking dice. Come on. You know what? That's good enough. A 16. All right, where are my dice? Oh, no, An come impose on. canid check. <laughs> whale dog! Fucking whale dog! But he's slippy. Hey, what's the dex bonus on a whale dog? Oh, hold on. Caitlin, you should know these things. Hold on, I forgot to get my creature card. Oh, get, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. She lost. Go get Caitlin McCaig's creature compendium. You know, the creature compendium, Caitlin McCaig's creature compendium. Well, you can get all that. to include a tuna hornet. Available on Amazon. Okay, what did you want? The deck save? Yeah, just a deck. Plus zero. Plus zero? zero? Okay, and and you got a what on your roll? 16. That's a shame. He rolled an 18. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it was negative, it was going to be. So as you kind of go down, Gork just strides past you in the opposite direction. And you can see Fango having this like self-important little stride. He he seems to be taking after Gork's mannerisms as well as anything else. (laughs) You go down to scoop him up and he just leaps through your arms and slips between (laughs) them, continuing to follow Gork. Hey, you know, buddy, that was a pretty good hoop jump. <laughs> Wily little shit. Always <laughs> look on the bright side. Of life. That's, that's Caitlin trying to find the positives. All right, Gork, Gork approaches, where are you headed? Gork approaches the rest of the slow part of the party <laughs> and puts his shoulder, his hands on Uther's shoulders. Hi. And yay, there might yeah. be wizardry afoot. Come to the fields. 
What? <laughs> Gork picks him up and puts him on his shoulder and he gets the power walk back. <laughs> so as you uh, as you watch, Caitlin, you go back towards Fango and Gork, you watch as Gork picks Uther up and then strides right past you again. So if Vango's following again, I'm going to try to scoop him again. Let's go. Let's fucking go, bro. <laughs> I got a fucking 21 this time. I got a nat 20. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. <laughs> this is one of those things where my roles love me sometimes, and they yeah. hate you right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you almost get him this time. Uh, he goes for the you go for like the hoop again, but this time as he jumps in, you enclose it a little bit, getting ready to scoop him in, and he manages to squirm just just through. Uh, he continues following Gork. <laughs> I gotta get this child under control. Whatever, let's go. Gork or Fango? Both. Highly unlikely. Do you make your way back to where you were before? Marcus just stands there. <laughs> so as you make your way back, Uther, you see the fields themselves look like they're flooding, but from the center. The only way I can describe it is that rather than the flooding coming in from the west side of the island, as you might expect, it's almost as though it's sinking from the center. Does that kind of make sense? So there's water yeah. pooled in the center of the fields, yep. but not on the outskirts. Mm -hmm. And you see a very terrified looking woman holding a small child. And as the child sees Gork, he kind of claps his hands and goes, yay, he's back. Yay. And the woman just kind of clutches the child a little bit closer upon seeing that uh, <laughs> oh, her son's new friend has somebody else on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Gork reaches the fields and gingerly puts Uther down. Uther falls. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising. Gork takes <laughs> Uther up. Wizard man. Uh, yeah. There is water coming from inside the fields. I am concerned about wizardry at foot. Please what? advise. <laughs> what? What? what I, I I turned to the lady like, do, do you know what he's talking about? Uh, he he was asking about the, the crops and, and why the fields were the way that they are. He, he he said he was bringing somebody who could help. Oh, I I I see. I see. Well, I am Detective Beignet. Detective oh, Benet! <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, then I flash her a and I'm like, so can you tell me what else is going on with the fields? It just started about six months ago. We, we noticed a pool of water at the center of one of the fields and it began to bubble up. It burst into a geyser right in front of us. Flooded uh, about half of our farmland in less than three hours. Ooh. And then the geyser so stopped just as suddenly as it started. We don't uh, really know why it happened. Interesting. Has has anyone drank from that water yet? I mean, God. It's, it's salt water. Not really suitable for drinking. I see. Okay. Salt Not water. really suitable for crops either. I'm trying to has, catch up, by the way. Okay. Has, so Marcus has stopped just standing there yeah, looking at all of his children. Yeah. I, I felt like it was needed that I to mention I'm not literally just standing there the entire time. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. yeah. So, Caitlin, at this point, you catch up. Okay, I'm gonna... I'm out of breath. I'm very much... 
like, oh my god, Weak. too much. Please, no. This is Gork's rebellious phase. <laughs> oh my god! He said yeah, his teenage years. <laughs> so I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna like stand close to Fango, look down at him, kind of give a little bit of a disapproving look. But then it's like when the dog is so cute, you can't be mad. So I pat him on the head. Um, yeah, he, he yaps a little bit. Um, Fango's also hit his teenage years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. Oh my god. We're both gonna Dude. go mohawks, and we're gonna stay out late at night. <laughs> I think Fango's gonna have a little trouble with that mohawk situation. Might we'll get make a it fin, work. But... We'll make it work. If you roll a enough mo- nat twenties, a mo fin happen. A mo a fin. fin. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god. Um. So I'm gonna. I'm going to come up and kind of lean over to Uther and be like, do you think you could like feel this place out, see if there's any magic still present, or maybe it was something that previously happened because of the surges or anything? Well, I'm not sure until I get started, but let's find out. Uh, And um, I'm going to uh, sense with my... Arcana magic powers. Arcana (laughs) magic powers. Yes. All right. Give me an arcana check. Uh, that would be a 20. 20. Dirty 20. Yes, there is magic in the area. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, is there a concentrated form of magic with where the water, uh, sorry, where the field was flooded? So to be clear about detecting magic, uh-huh. it's not a locator beacon. Ah, damn. It's not something I, where you can say, I'm going to hone in on this magic signal and just follow it with my arcana. Mm. You can learn something about the type of magic if you know where it's coming from. You can get a general sense of how much magic magic is in the air. You can tell if an item or a person is magical in nature. Okay. So you know that there is magic in the area. You can mm, sense it. I see. Okay, I didn't know if I could feel like degrees of how much magic is is... If you're checking a specific something or other, you can mm-hmm. figure out the degree of it. Ah, I see. So then I think next I'm going to approach the woman and their child um, and just be like, so can I just assume that maybe Gork filled me in? Should I just ask Gork? Oh, sh- yeah, Gork. <laughs> Gork definitely filled you in. Okay. 100%. Water field confusion. (laughs) Water field confusion. Um, So I'm going to walk up to her and be like, so Gork was telling me that you were concerned about someone coming and asking about your crops. Uh, Is there like a group here that's bothering you guys? Like we just arrived, so I don't really know what the political climate here is at all. Um, no, 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 no. It's there's no trouble. Nothing. Can we go now? Um, yeah, but just know that we're here to help. We came to help investigate any of the magics that are going around here and any weird phenomena. So if you if you need help, we're here for you. So, you know, that's she kind of looks over at <laughs> Detective Beignet, who is currently inspecting a pebble. <laughs> Gorge, who is looking very satisfied with himself and walking up you can see Bartholomew and Marcus in the distance uh, as well as looking down at your very strange creature she says that that's that's nice 
she turns and grabs her child and they they scurry away. <laughs> okay. At this point, Bartholomew, you arrive. Why'd you scare her away? I didn't. I tried to offer her some help and I think I don't know. Maybe just us arriving here and not knowing much kind of turned her off to talking to me, but I think there's something going on here. She was talking about like someone coming and demanding the crops and things, but she wasn't really willing to let that information go. Oh, strange. Yeah, she seemed to be clutching her child a little more, like, like forcefully <laughs> to lead, lead him out of the area. Yeah, I guess with everything happening around here and if they're struggling in any way, especially with these fields being overrun with salt water, you know, like... I don't know, maybe, uh... Uther jumps into the crops and starts tasting the water. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, it. Like, I look over and very deadpan, like, he, like, completely killed my train of thought, and then I, like, shake my head to come back, and I look at Bartholomew, and I'm like, you know, okay, let me just finish my thought before something else happens. Uh, there might be, like, some type of, like, gang situation starting here or maybe people are trying to like squeeze as much resources out of others oh. you know well it's a good thing Ooh. that we're not trying to stand out or anything as he looks I, over yeah. back at Uther <laughs> as he jumps uh, I, into I, the water <laughs> yeah. I yell hey guys this is salt water <laughs> yeah <Yes. laughs> You're she right. said that earlier Uther get out of the water <laughs> no I'm investigating <laughs> <laughs> all right so at this point, Marcus, you arrive at the scene. What you see in front of you is Caitlin looking a little bit perturbed. Um, walking away from Caitlin are three figures in the distance. You can see one of them is a woman clutching a child, and the other appears to be Fango, though Caitlin hasn't noticed yet. What? <laughs> Bartholomew is currently talking to Caitlin about what you don't know. Gork is standing there looking very proud of himself, and you can see Uther off in one of the fields playing in water. <laughs> all in all, a normal day for this party. Right. Um, why, why did you all come over here exactly? To this pool? I was just following Gork and Gork discovered something. And then I was trying to get Fango who was following Gork, which, wait, where is Fango? And at that point you can see that uh, he's just kind of following the, the woman and her son. Okay, I'm gonna... Is he within earshot still? Can I still call the Fango? One way to find out. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to yell, Fango, come. Make an animal handling check. Come on, baby. Give me a good roll, please. That's a great roll. 18, 19, 20, 24. 24. <laughs> With a 24, Fango kind of stops. And he looks back at you. And he looks back at the kid. I'm going to hold up a piece of the jerky or the dried fish skin. <laughs> and he immediately uh, starts running his way back towards you. Good boy. And he stops Sit. and he sits. <laughs> Good boy. Now stay here with me. And I give him the jerky and then I scoop him and put him in my baby hammock. <laughs> and so finally, Caitlin has regained control <laughs> of Fango. You know, one of the spells I took was speak with animals and it's going to happen one of these days. Where I'm like, Fango. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to play Fango who can talk. Oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> wait, Caitlin, you like don't have any spells. Shut up, I do now. I look like a very, now I'm a very tired, exasperated mom. That's just like, oh, all my children. Please tell me you took Hunter's Mark. 
I did. I took Hunter's Mark, Speak with Animals, and Zephyr Strike. You can talk to Fango. Yes, I can talk to you. You sure you don't want to do that right now? We can just make it happen. (laughs) No, I want to save it for a time I really need it. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, So you have control of Fango. Uther, it is saltwater. Yes. Uh, So I come splashing out of the the fields and I I go up to Marcus. I'm like, Marcus, Marcus. Yes. Beignet Mysteries is on the case. Uh... So, apparently, somebody's harassing this town. Saltwater's coming out of the ground, and everyone's flipping out. We have a mystery to solve. Jinkies, really? (laughs) There it is. is. There's the Scooby-Doo reference. (laughs) Well, I suppose we should split up in the search for clues. Split the party. Split the party. No splitting the party, Marcus. We just talked about this. Fango runs off somehow. (laughs) No, he's in my baby hammock. See, that was your mistake. He's not a baby. He's a whale dog. Okay, then it's a whale baby hammock. Perhaps. (laughs) Seems a little big. Perhaps we should find a local tavern and um, talk to the locals there. See if somebody's friendly. Maybe they've got more salt water for you, Uther. (laughs) <laughs> Here, have some, and I slap on with some of the uh, my wet clothes. <laughs> it seems entirely likely that this could be the work of these magical disturbances that we've been sent here to investigate. So if we're able to um, uh, figure out a way to close those, um, we, we might be able to help these people out with their saltwater issue. Yeah, and we need to find a place to stay anyway. I don't want to sleep on the street, if you ask me. Yes. Or and did wet. you did you just say there's something, an issue, another issue with the locals? Yeah, the lady that was talking about these fields, I guess someone was, she was basically saying that, like, oh, we'll get you the crop soon. I think someone's kind of threatening her, at least for getting the agriculture going. So I'm wondering if there's something else that's going on in this town. How strange. Well, let's not tarry. Let's get to the tavern and see if we can find some room and board and perhaps friendly conversation. I could go for a drink after that long voyage anyway. I could go yes. for a drink after getting splashed with water that I definitely didn't want. <laughs> or you didn't throw up. Or can drink, yes. <laughs> okay. So after a couple of conversations, a couple of wrong turns, and uh, a couple of irate conversations, at least between Bartholomew and Uther, you find yourself in front of the <laughs> inn, aptly named the Sea Captain's Respite. Mm. Find a lively bunch of individuals inside. Uh, there is a stage in the back corner, though nobody appears to be performing as of yet. Uh, and at the counter, you are greeted by uh, a young gnomish man who says, Oh, hello there. Welcome to the Sea Captain's Respite. How can I help you? Hello. Uh, we're travelers looking for a uh, room and board for the time being. Perhaps a I, drink or two. That's fine. How many rooms will it be? Um, you- well, there's the five of us, so I guess if uh, if you got maybe like two, we could split. Three, we could split. Absolutely, absolutely. That's going to be five gold per night per room. What? The man wants five gold. <laughs> that is actually rather a lot of gold for a room. Ah, well, you see, this is the only inn in town, and we uh, we have to stay profitable somehow. Oh, damn. Things not going well here in town? Uh, really? Convincing. Yes. <laughs> One of my better noises. <laughs> it's just so the then I'll- gnome looking up at Mark is like, ah! 
So then I guess I'm going to lean in and just be like, all right, guys, I guess this first one's on me because, you know, you guys are here for my debt. So I'm going to lean in and be like, all right, we'll do uh, three rooms and we'll start with three nights and I give them the gold for the upfront for that. Okay, so that's going to cost you 45 gold total. Good Five God. gold per room per night for three nights. I think I did my math correctly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, he hands you three room keys, points you off to uh, a staircase on his right. He says, bars on the left, room and board does include food, of course, three meals a day. Uh, drink, depending on your tab. We'll see how heavy of a drinker you are. Stares right at you, Gork. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have laundry? As I'm soaking wet. He says, uh, we have drying racks outside. Soap. All right. Bucket. <laughs> Now, is the issue here with having to charge so much with the fields of them overflowing some sort of strange water? Oh, that, that, no, 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 no. That's a separate issue. That's a separate issue. This is just business. Just business, sir. Just good business, you might say. Okay. Of course, of course. Well, we're we're here to investigate some of the um, the ring's more um, unnatural phenomena, uh, which those... Fields filling up with water it seems to be one for sure. Have you seen anything else like that? Just strange, out of normal. Nope, not I, not me. I stay right here. I stay behind this counter, and that's where I like to be. I, I don't believe him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see if I can see if that's real or not. Okay. I want to insight everything he's been saying. <laughs> just uh, as a reminder, just uh, ask me if you believe him. I will tell you the check necessary. Yeah. Okay. But you are correct. It is going to be an insight check from the both of you. And, and, where, and where is this this bucket for, for the laundry? I, I'm just curious. Oh, that'll be right out back, sir. Oh, oh cool. Appreciate I it. I 13. I also got a 13. With a 13, you actually think he's telling the truth. Very well. All right. Um, I, I don't think he's telling the truth, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was told that there's some issues with some ruffians in town, too. Is that right? Ruffians? I wouldn't know anything about ruffians. No ruffians here, just our pleasant townsfolk and our patrons. Uh, can I interest you in a drink? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, like... First one's on like... the house. Right. Sorry, I'm not much of a drinker myself. Maybe one of my party members would like a drink. Gork <laughs> sits down. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Look over, Gork has somehow teleported into the bar and is now just sitting there. <laughs> he clips through. Um, he watches the gnome kind of turns, waves at the bartender, and then holds up a finger. Bartender kind of nods and asks you what you would like to drink, Gork. Ale. Ale it is. Shortly, you have ale. <laughs> okay, Gork that is one. Satisfied. Based, based on what my party has said, and based on how he's like, acting, Marcus deaf. Like I, I cannot like, believe that in the slightest that he doesn't know anything about this, especially being in the yeah. tavern. Uh, and so he looks. The gnome is like, "Tell you what, friend. How about his drinks are on the house until you let me know a little more about the situation, and I'll stop pressing." I can give you any detail you want. I just don't have a lot of detail to give, sir. I really don't. Uh, I'm happy to give him a few drinks. If you don't want to drink, he can have yours as well. If your friends don't want to drink, he can have theirs as well. But I can really only provide one per person, though you have paid for a, a couple of drinks at least for your meals. Uh, dinner will be at uh, six. Lunch will be at noon. That'll be a couple of hours from now. We're serving ham today. We have a lot of ham in stock. Uh, we don't have a oh, lot of vegetables, oh, oh, but... Okay, thank, thank... Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's... 
quite nice. I really appreciate it. I'm just quite curious. Did I mention your rooms were to the right? Yes, yes, you did. Ham in a fishing town? (laughs) Listen, we have a few delicacies. Not many, but a few delicacies. Dinner is fish, of course. (laughs) Part of me wants to lean over. I'm not going to do it, but I kind of want to look at him and like be like, blink once if you're okay, blink twice if you're not. (laughs) You say that to him? Oh. What? Yes. (laughs) So he looks back at you and doesn't blink at all. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That means he's in on it. So then I'm just going to maintain eye contact and be like, okay, well, then I'll also take an ale. (laughs) Okay, one ale coming up, one ale coming up. Step right here to your left into the bar, and uh, we'll get that right out for you. Did I mention your rooms were to the right? Yeah. And he's still forcefully trying to hand you the room keys. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I'll take them, I guess. (laughs) And all of you have a wonderful day, and welcome to Alcaster. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, um, I think we should grab our drinks and maybe not sit at the bar. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd drink that. I'd be in the water. Yeah. Um, would you Luther opens you his wanna... eyes a little wider like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not salt ale. <laughs> Cork, the ale tastes fine. <laughs> Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you say, Mr. DM man. I guess I'll grab my ale and be like, should we uh, reconvene in our room, guys? And just get ourselves settled in? Sounds good to me. Okay. Uther's going to go outside, kind of breeze himself out. Okay. Uh, It's a little cold. Flutter your skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Do the Marilyn Monroe. Um, So as you go out back, you can see that there are uh, clothing lines, as was mentioned, as uh, as well as a bucket, a washing board, a couple of scrub brushes, the laundry that you asked for. It's a little cold. You find yourself freezing more than you are drying, but eventually you get to a point where it's uh, more acceptable for you to be in the tavern. You're not sopping wet anymore. Great. Uh, did I see anybody walk by during that time? Uh, yes. You see, this is a town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that happens in a town. I need to be way more descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, with everyone walking around, do I see anybody more geared up versus um, like casual attire? Excellent question. Give me a perception check. Okay. An advantage because you're looking for something specific. Ooh. All right. Holy shit. <laughs> I got a 10. <laughs> nice. Solid. So you sort of notice out of the corner of your eye, you see a pair of individuals coming up that look to be a little bit more heavily armored than you would expect uh, in that they are wearing armor and appear to have swords strapped to their hips. But right at that moment, a sheet that's on one of the drying racks flies off and blows its way right into your face, completely covering you. By the time you manage to get it off, the two individuals are nowhere to be found. Ooh. God damn it. Spooky. <laughs> Stupid laundry. Stupid wind. 
Stupid village, stupid island, <laughs> stupid ship, stupid, stupid Caitlin, stupid debt. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Did, that, did I say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Thanks, Scott. Tell me how you really feel. How'd you get I mean, into Marcus's head like the that? Whole thing, so. <laughs> How'd you get into Marcus's head like that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyways, uh, Uther goes back inside, kind of uh, lingers a little bit in the um, uh, in the common area, just kind of listening to conversations before he goes back up. Okay. To the room. How uh, how inconspicuous are you trying to be? Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm just kind of leaning against the wall. <laughs> You know, just looking up and thoughtful. Uh... Very, very <laughs> conspicuous. I'm just thinking about Bonk from like Emperor's New Group. I have to be a little bit. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I have to not give your character the benefit of the doubt. And because it's Uther, I'm going to make you give me a stealth check. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have to discriminate against your character is what I was going to say. <laughs> that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> with all of you, there are certain things that you just can't get away with anymore. <laughs> or at least you can't get away with them scot-free. I'll show myself out. You get inspiration Band. for that Not one. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. You know, I, I use DM inspiration. I know you do, but you can only use it this session, so. Oh, oh shit. She's got me there. Uh, I, I got an ocho. Okay, an ocho. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, roll their, uh, their perception checks at advantage. Thanks, Caitlin. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird, weird. So as you sort of kind of you you kind of lean against the wall and you're just listening into a conversation, you hear them talking about, yeah, uh, the fish didn't really come in; they weren't biting a lot today. And the other one says, oh, "I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Uh, tomorrow's another day, you know." And then you hear a dripping sound, and one of them goes, "What the what the hell?" And you turn and realize that you were leaning right against the wall next to their table, and you weren't quite as dry as you had hoped. And you're currently dripping water onto one of the patrons. <laughs> uh, oh. One of them says, sir, would, would you mind moving elsewhere? There's plenty of open tables at the rest of the tavern. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just kind of... <laughs> I'm very new here. I'm sorry about that. And so given the time of day that it is since you arrived very early in the morning, you've hit before the lunch rush. Okay. So everybody in the in the in the dining area is now very aware of your presence, including Gork. Gork, what do you do when you see this happen with Uther? <laughs> Gork takes his ale and sips. Excellent move, Gork. <laughs> so you said there's nobody currently performing. Uh, that is correct. I'm just going to make my way to the stage, of course, as a bard does. I'm not going to ask for permission. Um, Aided. As a bar does. As a bar does. I'm going to look behind me and be like, what happened to go to our rooms, guys? Yeah, I do like that. She said, go to our rooms. Uther went into the common area. Gork is drinking. Jesse's or Bartholomew's performing. I, I didn't hear I'm, it from Muckus, so. Uh. I'm holding up my keys to the room. Fuck you, Bartholomew. I'm holding up the keys to the room, and I'm like, what happened to my friend's speech from earlier? <laughs> the friend's speech. Oh, and then I just sit down at a table nearest the entrance to the room, sipping my ale sadly. So 
the, the, the performance I'm going to do, I'm going to be singing about um, specifically the ocean and salt water and revenge. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> all. Just the, in, in some of those orders. Really appealing like to that local is... clientele, aren't you? Oh, 100%. <laughs> what about like the ocean being a salty mistress? Listen, you're not the bard. <laughs> you just don't get be. it. You just don't get it. Go ahead you and will give later. me a performance check. All right. Oh, I'm going to use that inspiration. This is really important to me because yeah. that was a terrible roll. <laughs> okay, that's better. That's, that's an un unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. So with an unnatural 20, as you start out, and you're playing on a, a loot, if I'm correct? Correct. So as you start playing your loot, and you start... Uh, giving off this tune it starts out relatively slowly and you can see a couple of the the patrons in the room which is i say a couple it's the vast majority of the people <laughs> in the room sort of turn surprised to hear somebody playing so early in the day um the attention is immediately taken away from uther and his very conspicuous inconspicuousness um <laughs> and as uh, as the melody picks up and as you start to sing you seem to have entranced everybody that is currently sitting and eating they uh they aren't eating in fact they're just kind of watching you a little bit awestruck you think it's been quite some time since anybody's performed in here Bork you've heard better you've heard worse <laughs> specifically even from Bartholomew but the rest of the, the the rest of the audience seems enthralled huh. um at the end of your performance uh, you get a round of applause it, it's a little bit dull because there's not that many people there uh, but a couple people come up and offer you some copper pieces oh well th thank you thank you Uther, what did you think? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was—it was a really good one, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. It, it has some really good meaning to it, doesn't it? Oh, oh, yeah. It—I mean, the meaning just kind of hits you right here in the heart. I feel they're trying to speak in code to each other, and they're both on totally different like <laughs> code indexes. That's—that's <laughs> that's a fair like appraisal of the situation <laughs> i i thank the people that were were, were putting the copper uh, to me and I'll, I'll take it of course you get a grand total of one silver and three copper excellent <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> always will take a little bit of that okay what's next and then i'll i'll bow and i'll walk up to caitlin and grab one of the keys and make my way to the rooms. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's totally your room. That wasn't the one I had picked out. Well, well, which right. you didn't. You you just held them up. I know, but I just was really vibing with room 14, okay? You want room 14? No, it's yours now. Oh, it's always oh, fine. <laughs> wait, wait. So which, which room is yours then? I don't know. I got 12 and 11 to pick from now. So like. Okay. Well, then. I guess. You can have your own room. Uh, I guess Marcus and Gort can have a room together, and, and I guess uh, Uther and I will share a room. All right. I, mean, room. I guess I'll take. Just I'll remember, take Uther, I sleep naked. Uh, you guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be drinking all night. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, if you're drinking okay. all night, Bartholomew's gonna look real good when you get to the room. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no! Chris, 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 do you have inspiration? No. You can have some. Yay. Oh. All right, guys, let's uh, let's just go back and let's get a plan for the rest of the day. We're here early. Let's figure this shit out. So you're meeting in room 11, 12, or 14? 
I guess we'll go to 14 because Jesse already got his key. Okay. Is the rest of the party going to follow? Question yeah. number two. Sure. Yes. I am at the bar. Why would I leave <laughs> the bar? Gork, bring your drink to go. It's a carry up. Let's go. <laughs> Gork thinks about it for a moment. I'll buy you another drink after our meeting. <laughs> Gork, Gork looks at the bartender. <laughs> I'll buy you two more drinks after the our meeting. The bartender gets ready, is getting ready to pour you another one and just kind of hesitates and looks at you and like kind of tilts Gork his head puts, to the left and then to the right. Gork puts one finger up. Pours you a drink. <laughs> hands it to you. Gork happily walks down the hallway. Okay. Double fist in it. Okay. Um, so all of you make your way into room 14, which is now designated as Bartholomew and Uther's room for the time being. <laughs> so what would you like to discuss? Okay. So I already feel a little iffy about our, uh, our host here, Miss. but I kind of wanted to brainstorm with you guys what we should do. Like, maybe we could just walk the town, keep our eyes peeled for our first day, and just see if we find or see anyone iffy or, like, see any other weird, mysterious things happening and then come back for a lunch-dinner combo and Taking them out back, you know, interrogate them. What? Well, no, we don't need to interrogate yet. We got to figure out what the heck we're even interrogating for, Uther. <laughs> we can't just be like, oh, are you the one who, like, wrote, like, made the geyser rise from the middle of the crops, you know? We got to figure this out. I mean, you never know until you ask. I, uh, all right, well, when you find a spellcaster, then you can ask them. Uh, let me ask you, <laughs> you said that these ruffians were um, doing what? They were... What exactly? I don't know. From, they were from... asking for crops. The right. lady thought that I was one. Gork does not understand this. He's a very good boy. Well, Drink <laughs> uh, Uther pops up. Oh, yeah, by the way, I saw two people wearing armor that didn't seem to be part of the village. I'm assuming looking around. But, was it us? Uh, no, <laughs> no. It was up when I was out back. Oh. I didn't get a good look at them, but. Well, splendid. Did, did you see where they went? No. You, there, there was some wind. You saw you saw that they existed, but you didn't see what they looked like or where they were going or anything useful. Because they, of they wind. Had, they had armor. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, see, it was windy. There's a sheet. I couldn't see anything. What can I tell you? I can't see through shit yet. Right. <laughs> well, anyways, I don't know if the, a, a local gang... Pro a problem is our problem, unless it relates to um, these the, these disturbances of the rings. But if I had to say anything, um, if these these uh, this gang is trying to um, extort the town for crops, they probably wouldn't be the ones to flood the fields, preventing them from said crops. No, but they'll know who is dangerous and where not to go if they can't pick a fight with them. What? <laughs> yeah, well, there's okay. another crime group, guys. It could be multiple crime groups. And, and, so when, oh. if these are little fish and then there's a big fish, the little fish are going to stay away. I, I, mean, I, love this. I love this. There is Gork. no confirmation that there's a crime happening. Josh already has two suspects. asking if there was like a lord. Or yeah, I was about to say, I was about to bring that up. Like I'm like, we don't even know if it's a crime. Yeah, we don't know if it's a crime group yet. That's my assumption, but it could be just more like a lord or town organization maybe 
kind of pushing a little hard against their people. But how about how about we walk around, try to see what we see, you know, like see if we run into anyone of interest and maybe even find if there is like a leadership here within the town. I assume they have some type of lord or leader. Very well. So seems fun to me. Did did they look rich, Uther? I mean, you have to be kind of rich to afford armor. Are you oh, sure you just didn't like looking for somebody else that's rich? <laughs> Did they become suspects the moment you saw they were rich? Maybe. Uther gives you the finger. <laughs> so Uther gives you the finger. Scott gives you the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna sip the rest of my ale and be like, "Shall we?" Uh, Take a walk around, see what we can find. Very well, let's have a walk around. All right. All right. So as you make your way out of room 14, you lock it up behind you. You take a quick peek into 11 and 12 just to confirm that they are, in fact, uh, empty and uh, drop off any stuff that you need to. As you're kind of making your way downstairs, uh, who's up front? Mm. I guess I would kind of be towards the front since I'm like so gung-ho about let's go. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so as you're kind of making your way down, you're turning and kind of taking a look at the rest of the party and explaining to them your plan about making your way through town, walking fat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, making your Face way through. And as you're doing so, you reach the door and it slams open in front of you. And as it does so, it hits your little baby bonnet. And you hear a yelp come from Fango. As three very large individuals kind of move their way in, not taking any notice of you or what they just did. They shove past, they look at the bartender, and they say, Varner! Ale! Now! I'm gonna, like, hey, buddy, could you have opened that door a little bit slower? You hit my whale dog. As he kind of turns and looks at you, you realize the size difference. Caitlin doesn't care about size difference. <laughs> he kind she's of, scrapped with bigger monsters. <laughs> he kind of walks up to you and you realize that he's about two feet taller than you. And as he looks down, he sees you and he sees Fango. And he just kind of cracks his neck. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Fuck. Oh man! I kind of want Caitlyn to also like puff her chest out more towards him. And it's just like the that, baby that, bump that is like coming closer. different signals. Oh god! I mean, she's already talking about the monsters. That you know what? Come on, guys! Like, I'm trying to be tough here. I'm not like I'm look at my feminine wilds with a fucking baby hammer. Look at my wilds; they're so feminine. Yeah, yeah I definitely didn't take it that way. Oh, I know. I just I took it that direction because I know she would hate that. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I know. You know. Uther pressing buttons impossible. Highly unlikely. What? As just a side well, note. The one that has to deal with her afterward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're digging uh, your own grave here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um that did that sounded better in my head, but I think it's still it was still applicable, I think. Uh, all right. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Uh, Scott's good at cliffhangers. So thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Roaring D20s. As always, whatever the thing is I normally say, we love making it. I hope you love watching it. Complain to Caitlin. It's more fun that way. Um, if you have support questions, yeah, support our Patreon uh, if you want to get access to episodes early. So this is 37. Uh, if you're not 
currently a patron, 38 could be out right now and you could listen and see Woo! just how badly Kate, Caitlin gets her ass beat. You know what? I'm going to be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm Power sure. Power of charisma yeah, I, I remember the last fight you were in as you just stood there. Uh, hey, it doesn't have to be physical. <laughs> I can fight with my words. Uh, that's like what a me. bard does. <laughs> you know, okay, that's fair. Yeah, uh, just a, a quick note. If you have questions about the upload schedule, please don't ask me. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> we, we upload every other week and we took a break, but by the time you're hearing this, our break has already been over. Yay! So just, <laughs> If it's also want... probably 2022. Yay! <laughs> if you guys want updates on our schedule or anything about it, I post pretty frequently on the Twitter and Instagram, especially if something isn't going to be uploaded. So please check there. RD20's podcast on both. Woo! All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.